Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. First of all, I did not take the criticism well. I was <laughs> very embarrassed. You I was like, very, oh God. yes, like I look bad. You can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. I don't care if I show up in rags now. Mm-hmm. You will listen to me because I have all the confidence that I know what I'm telling you is good and mm-hmm. right. It goes back to like knowing what your goals are and being confident in what you want out of this business. So now I'm like, am I fired? Am I fired? I I guess I'm fired. Hi y'all, welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. It's episode 146. Okay. Confidence and self-doubt. This was requested. Yes. It, oh, I should look that up. It was requested oh, yeah. by someone particular. Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked up the definition. <laughs> Not that I didn't realize this, but they are the exact opposite of each other as defined. Right. Shallow. Self-doubt is the opposite exact of opposite. confidence. Do you want the definition? Sure. Sure, why not? Okay, confidence. A feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. Ooh. Self-doubt. Lack of confidence in, our, in oneself and one's abilities. <laughs> okay. Okay. So if you have confidence in your, like, you know what you're doing, you got to know your abilities. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, this is something new agents in particular would struggle with? I think that anyone who spends any amount of time comparing themselves to another person will struggle with confidence, right? Yes. Like, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm not like the best. Like everyone, don't you think, struggles? Everyone has someone that's better than them. Right. So if that's what you're focusing on. And when I say better, that's a very relative term. It's extremely. Let's just say there's always going to be someone that sells more than you do. Yep or someone that does their business differently. And if you're comparing it, you think that your way is not good enough when it's the best way for you. Right. And that's why your clients want you. Well, right, because it's for you and how you do it and how you approach it. It's so funny that you would say that because I wrote a note. (laughs) We both discovered the same podcast. We did. (laughs) Tell them what it's called. The Confidence Podcast. It seemed obvious. I'm like, well, if I need to know about confidence, this is I where know. I'm going to go. Her name was Trish Trish or Trisha? It was um, Trish Blackwell. Blackwell. Trish Blackwell. Trish Blackwell. And I mean, I listened to episode 490. Yeah, so there's a lot a of episodes. than you did. Great. I'm so glad. Mm-hmm. But what something that she mentioned that you just mentioned also is that overwhelm comes from overthinking. So when mm-hmm. you're looking at someone else and you're like, oh, maybe I'm not doing it right or maybe they're doing Overwhelm comes from overthinking and creates confusion, and then it's hard to have confidence. You cannot have confidence without clarity, and you cannot have confidence when you have mental clutter, okay? And so 
being overwhelmed and overthinking what everyone else is doing and what you're doing then creates this mental clutter and you cannot have confidence with mental clutter. And the biggest thing in our business, because we're talking about it, it it, it could almost be called a comparison episode. Yes. Because a lot of what we do in our business, you're ranked, there's volume ranking, there's production ranking. Um, they, it's a very in-your-face business as far as advertising goes. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy to see all these things and compare yourself. Yeah. And no matter how good you were feeling about yourself, all of a sudden you're like, oh, man, I'm Somebody, not that. I'm not doing that. Because there's always someone better. Yes. In whatever way you were, we're ranking it, there's always someone who's doing something different, right? Mm-hmm. But if what if they're, I always look at too, and I'm like, we know nothing about their full life. Yeah, are they really happy? Do they have a positive home life? How are their relationships with their kids? How are their relationships with their family and their parents? Like, you don't know a whole person based off of the volume number they post once a month. And that's why I love our beginning of the year Monday morning meetings in our office. And I've talked about it before where we we get together and we say what our goals are. And what I love about it is that we are so appreciative and supportive of everybody else's goals because we are all in different phases of life. Right. There are some office cultures where it's more, more, more. That's not good enough. You did this last year. Let's do bigger. Let's yeah. do bigger. It's always more. And we have people in our office that say, look, um, I only need to sell – 3 million in production a year because my husband is the main breadwinner of our family and anything I bring in is just extra. And I don't want to work that much because I want to be super involved with my kids or whatever the case may be. But she owns that she only wants to sell maybe 10 houses a year. Right. But it's really hard to be that person. That's Your office is an anomaly and that is amazing that they treat everyone that way. And they're like, tell us your goals. And like, this isn't 10 houses. Yay. But most offices don't give that vibe, right? right. So right. And, and the industry in general doesn't give that vibe where you're like, oh, because every time, now look, there may be 100 agents in an office and only two post their volume every month, right? Yeah. But you see those. You don't see the other 98 agents who are like, 10 houses is enough for me. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, so what's in your face? And that feels like it's everywhere because that's what you see and that's what people- And that's what's praised. Put out. Yes. Yeah, that's what's glorified. Yes. That's what's recognized. We talk about this a lot in the second episode. We do. In the culture. Yes. And you know what Lee Brown go calls? all the way back to episode two. Way back to number two is, I think a lot of people go to the beginning, so they've heard two. But Lee Brown would call that um, realtor prom season, which we've just gotten out of, which is when like <laughs> they go through all of what everyone did last year. Yeah. And then they post it all. I'll tell you, I've never been happier than in my current office where we no longer keep, I don't I have no clue. I would have like to go rankings to, in your office. I don't know who sells what, how much. I no idea. I would have to go to the MLS and specifically search for the information which I am no longer doing as a habit because who cares? Right, it only gets in your head. And who I think cares? you need to be aware like if there's a certain page that you follow or person that you follow and you find yourself like even if they're a good friend of yours, if you see their post and it makes you doubt yourself, 
mute mute them for a little while. Unfollow them. It's nothing personal against them. It's mm-hmm. just better for you to say, I am realizing that I'm trying to accomplish something. Yeah. And this is getting in my head and I need to get it out of my head. It's not that you're not yeah. wanting to support that person. It's just you have to do what's best for you. And you have to be very self-aware at mm-hmm. what's holding you back. Like, like what is making you feel this what way? What makes you feel bad? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the episode I listened to of the Confidence Podcast, she said it was so important to track progress, um, especially when you're in the midst of a setback. You can look and see, well, look how far I've come. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm tracking my progress. Yes, it doesn't matter what everyone else is doing. Just look at yourself. But you have to track. If you don't track it, then how will you know? If you're like, well, last year I only did two sales and this year I've already done four, but you're feeling bad, but that's twice as many as you did in the whole year. Like you're improving. Right. You're improving. So I think she said, what you are going through is setting you up for your next breakthrough, Mm. but it's all on what you focus on. Right. Right. Like how do you want to frame that, that moment, I guess, in your life? They were saying that the race horses and like the Kentucky Derby or any other horse races, they wear these Blinders. The blinders. And the blinders are so they cannot see like the horses on the right or the left, like sneaking up on them. They're just focused on run themselves your race. getting to the finish line. Right. Yeah. Run your race. Right. Don't run. If you, you can't run to the right or left, it's going to slow you down. You can't. And you can't. Doesn't change anything. It changes nothing. You can only run as fast as you can run. Right. If you like, see them, you can't run any faster. You're giving it all you have. Right. Right. That's it. What's the, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I found an article in Insider that has eight ways to trick yourself into feeling confident. Oh. Do you want to hear them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can basically give yourself some confidence or a little confidence boost when you're feeling not so confident. Okay, number one, think about when you did feel confident. So just remember a time when you felt confident. Right. Number two, adjust your posture. Now remember, and I don't know what episode is and we've talked about this, the TED Talk from Amy Cuddy um, from 2012. So you can Google Amy Cuddy, C-U-D-D-Y, TED Talk. It's worth watching. Okay. Because it is the one that teaches you how to make yourself big. Oh, yeah. We did and, talk about and that. power poses. Mm-hmm. But you can do that in the privacy of your own, like the bathroom yeah. before you go into an interview or whatever. Um but that's adjusting your posture. Mm-hmm. So making yourself small, crossing your arms, leaning, like hunching over, all of that is um, negative posture that that doesn't give you confidence. You know, how many times have you seen dudes just take up all the space, right? <laughs> They're just like laid out, their legs are open, their hands are behind their head, feet on the desk. Those are all making yourself bigger and that's adjusting your posture or even sitting up straight right? and making yourself feel, will make you feel more confident. Um, repeat a positive affirmation. And they gave us an example. You've got this. Oh, I like that. You've got this. You've got this. Walking into that listing appointment. That's easy. You've got this. You've got this. this. Um, Number four, refuse to negatively talk about yourself. Mm. So you just, you cannot indulge yourself in negative talk. And that's like a bad habit that you would have to break. Oh, it's so hard to break. it could take a while to get like the negative voices out of your head or even with thinking about others. When I, so I just recently volunteered at Haven's Christmas party at mm-hmm. her school, and they ha- were taking turns going up to pick a present. So every kid bought a present, oh God. and it's wrapped, uh-huh. and they're all in a line at the mm-hmm. front of the room. Was- and you can tell that like they 
they all have their eye on one and they're like, please don't pick that present. Please don't pick that present. But what I thought was interesting was when the wheel, so they did like the name wheel. Okay. On, so when it spins, it lands on whoever's next and it would be like, you know, Brandon and they would all go, yay. Oh, they were excited and for they Brandon. Would, and they would be like, yay, Brandon. But they're like, don't pick my friend. Right. But I could, but I was very surprised. Like the first name, it, it's like, it's not your name. And they're like, right. yay. And then it would be, they cheered for everybody, every single person. Mm. And at the end of the class, like after it was over, I went to the teacher. I said, I have to tell you, I cannot believe these four and five-year-olds who right. are very like mine, mine, mine. Yeah. We're clapping for each other when it wasn't their turn. Like, right. I don't always see this behavior at home. <laughs> and the teacher said, yeah, we, that's like the rule. Right. That's the classroom rule is mm-hmm. that we are always excited and happy for, for the other people. Love it. She said the first time we did this wheel, they're, oh man. Oh. And they were like, wait like, a minute. And she's like, no, this is not how this goes. But it was so genuine. Like, I think it took practice. It does take practice. For them to cheer. They had done the wheel like a the lot of times. the first time, it's like. Right. <laughs> go, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Brandon. Don't pick my present. Whatever. But, but by the end of the school year, yes. they are genuinely like, they have accepted. It's this, not my turn. This is what we do. It is his turn. And we're happy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, be, being upset about it isn't going to make it my turn. No. But I thought it was a really That's interesting great. thing to see. What a perfect example of yeah. training yourself to be happy about something. Right. Right. Just be positive. It is what it is. It is what it is. Okay. Number five, learn how to accept criticism. Ugh, it's, it's hard. That's hard for me. We have number episode number 80 is dealing with rejection, which mm-hmm. may, I don't know what we talk about in that one, but that definitely goes over like <laughs> getting rejected, being criticized. You just... You have to learn how to accept it. Yeah. Number six, practice different breathing patterns. Hmm. They did not suggest the exact breathing pattern. It just said to be aware of your breathing. You know, a lot of times people say you feel calmer if you take a deep breath, but just practice a different breathing pattern. Mm -hmm. Okay. Seven, wear something that makes you feel good. Hmm. So don't wear anything that makes you feel Ew, like Frumpy. uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't, if you don't like the shirt, just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. And number eight, let yourself have a bad day sometimes. So just like let the bad Grace. thought happen, but pass it, like just let it go. So do it and move on. Mm-hmm. Okay, those were your eight ways to trick yourself into having more confidence. That was helpful. Very. How do you feel like you do as far as confidence? What gives you confidence when you're working with clients? I can remember being new and totally faking it. Yeah. And I was okay with it. Like, I didn't struggle too much with faking it. Right. Like, okay. I just knew this is what I have to do. Like, I'm new. I don't have numbers. Um, It's it's funny because I say looking back, I would do it differently. But, but I, I don't think I would. Could, I think right. – I mean, I, I tried a few different things. I one time had Adorna Carroll, who is a nationally recognized speaker and CE teacher – and she's very blunt, if you know her. And I took one of her classes and I went up to her at the end and said, you know, I'm new, I'm young, I look younger than I am, I'm having trouble. And she called me out and was like, you know, I think in your situation, you may have to dress better. And like, I was wearing jeans to the CE class. I wasn't like mm-hmm. spruced up. Whereas a lot of the people in the class were in their, like, 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. And they just dress different. Like, they wear 
slacks and they wear like right. and so after that I first of all I did not take the criticism well I was very embarrassed <laughs> you I were was like very oh God. yes like I look bad but I but and I joke with her I've seen her since that class and we joke about it and I were you way, like look I'm back in the jeans right I'm back in my jeans I I made it to where I feel comfortable in my jeans right but for a while there I thought she does have a point in oh, some yeah. like Maybe I need to step it up in other areas. Dude, I put on slacks every day of my early career. Yes. When me I would too. go into my office, I wore from the limited. I went me to the limited. Oh, I love it. Oh. Wait, I went to the and limited Express. and I got all the slacks and I would wear the button down. I mean, I didn't put on a blazer or necessarily pumps, but maybe, you know, like nice shoes. Yeah. Right? Same. Until mm-hmm. you, because that's not, that's just dressing for the job you want maybe and then once I got enough confidence to know I know the information I don't care if I show up in rags now Mm -hmm. you will listen to me because I have all the confidence that I know what I'm telling you is good and Mm -hmm. right right but I learned that over 16 years Mm -hmm. so in the beginning I kind of needed you to look at me and be like well you look like you know what you're talking about yes right I even before I was like engaged or married when I did open houses and things I would wear like a fake wedding band you did because i wanted them to be like well because i looked so like, young she's old enough to be she's married. old enough to be married ah, so i guess Alyssa, that's hilarious <laughs> like, that's a true story like i had like a fake one that i just wore on my what? ring finger were you dating them um not at first that's so funny. yeah and then you know i was dating tanner oh, like a God. year in and so it was kind of weird but did he know you would do that I don't know. I don't know if he ever pointed it out or That's said anything. so but, funny. But I just felt like it at least took the edge off of like, she's got to at least be old enough to be married. So. I think that's really kind of genius, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't ask me how old I am. Just look at my finger I'm and married. be like, yeah, I'm married. So you I felt like that made you more legit. It made me a grown up. I- <laughs> that's so great. Oh, my God. I love it. The things I did in the beginning, I was shameless. Like, I was like, well, if if someone told me to do this. Okay, I'll just do do it. it. And in some ways, I feel like I got less confident the more successful I got. Really? Isn't that weird? Because all of your confidence was faked? I don't know. I almost felt like... You realized you knew nothing? No, I think it it was more of like a pressure thing. Like the more successful I got, Mm -hmm. the more... Like when I was new... I didn't really care that much about yeah. comparison right. because okay. I I was new. Whereas like as I got more successful, I started being compared. <laughs> like others were comparing me or I would see the comparison in the numbers and I was like, "Oh man, now I'm like ranked or what if I don't what if I don't have as good of a year as I did last okay. year?" Let, right. Let's put this in context especially if if you're a new listener. Alyssa was like a rookie of the year. What year? How far were you into it when you were 30 under 30? Like year six. Okay, so even in year six, she's ranked in the top 30 realtors in Realtor Magazine in the whole United States. Like you're at a different level in place, whereas a lot of us might, you grow a little slowly, you you had some early on success. Yeah. Which then obviously drove you to what you're telling us now. Right, right. What if I fall from grace? Well, like, also I feel like I started getting other people's opinions put on me. I had like friends of mine who were realtors that would come and say, I mean, to do this much volume, you really need a team. How do you not have a team? And right. it, it's like it bothered them. Yeah. But it got in my head a little bit. Yeah. And and they would say things like, I mean, you can't be, be you can't be doing 
doing mom life well at this volume if you don't have a team? And I thought, but then I would sit back and go, no, I'm fine. I feel good. Like, yeah, but that's the thing. I had to remove myself from people Mm -hmm. that were putting negative things in my head. I I heard a really good quote yesterday. What is it? You can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. (laughs) (laughs) I did read that you posted that. that, I loved it. I I read it like three times. Like, it's true. Yeah. I mean, mean, if there is someone that is a negative, that is a negative influence on your thinking or on yourself or pushes you in a direction that you don't agree with. Like, I don't want a team. It's not in my agenda. I needed to just distance myself right. from that kind of message because right. it was it was messing with me right. and making me think. But I had to get to a place where I said, no, it goes back to like knowing what your goals are and being confident in what you yeah. want out of this business. Oh, it's funny that you say goals. That is one of the, t- I found another article with tips to building self-confidence. So not if it's mine. Do you have one? Mm, I don't know. Are there, are there five tips? No, I have 10. Okay, well, let me, I'll just tell you On how to build your confidence. Great, let's do them now. Okay. I'm going to do these quick five because that, what you just said, one of these is set some goals. Yeah. So tips to building your self-confidence, not faking it. Now I've told you how to fake it or or just try and like think yourself into it. Now we're going to build it. Set goals, talk yourself up, get a hobby. So something Hmm. you're passionate about that maybe, if you're passionate about something and you like it and you want to do it, you'll typically have more success because you'll develop the skills sooner, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're like, well, I want to go fishing more or whatever it is. Um, So get a hobby. Think of things you're good at. Everyone has strengths and talents. And then look at what you've already achieved. So those are some tips to build it. So like review what you've already done. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. What do we mention almost every episode? Email templates. You're right. We sure do. (laughs) And after every time we mention an email template, do you know what we get? Emails asking if they can have (laughs) copies of the email template. Can you send me a copy of that template? I've never had one like that. That sounds great. And you know what the good news is? What? You can get all of our email templates from our course, Email Templates 101. Tell the people about it. Our course has all of the email templates you would need to send to your buyers and your sellers and your clients that are buying and selling at the same time. Exactly. (laughs) To get through every step of the transaction and giving them information that they need for where they are in the transaction. It's great because you never forget to tell them something. Yes, and we've already done all the work for you. We wrote them and you can personalize them. Yes. And just feel organized knowing that you have all the information where it needs to be. And if you purchase Email Templates 101, you do get lifetime access. So occasionally we like to go in and make updates based on the market or if we find a new best practice. And we put that right into the template and you get that updated straight away. It just goes straight to your course. Yep. Right, it's, it's just there. It's, it's just already there. in there. It's just already there. in there. You don't even have to worry about it. We'll That's send wonderful. you an email and we'll say, updated. That's great. Where can they find these email templates? You can find the email templates at email templates with an S 101.com email templates 101.com yes head over for reviews and all of the specifics wonderful okay enjoy yeah so here's some that were mentioned in the one the article I read from indeed on how if you have no confidence and you're struggling things that you can do one attend training 
Mm -hmm. Look at your board classes. Are you feeling like, I really want to work with buyers, but I don't have the confidence? Get your ABR designation. Like, yeah. go to the classes. Right. Um, under two, learn new skills. You could do this from asking an agent in your office, can I sit with you while you write a repair request? Yeah. Like, tell me what you do when you write the repair request. Number three, dress for success. Love it. And that doesn't have to be a suit. No. It can be whatever you are comfortable in. It could be washing your hair when you don't feel like it. Yeah. Honestly, some days, like when you actually do it, I'm like, I really feel a lot better. Mm -hmm. um, leave your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And that can be doing open houses before you feel like you're really ready. Getting on phone duty. Asking agents in your office, hey, if you ever get a sign call that you don't want to work, um, so I recently, there was an agent that I had a listing in a certain subdivision and they texted and said, Hey, I live in that subdivision. If you ever get a sign call that you can't work, I would be happy to take it and pay you a referral fee. Okay. I thought that was super bold. Were they in your office? No. Wow. That is bold. I thought it was really bold. I don't know that I would really do it, but at the same time, <laughs> like I would probably refer it to someone in my office just to support like my people. But I thought it is good to know she lives in that subdivision. Yeah. And if I'm in a bind, right. I could pay her to do something. Yeah. Very helpful. Interesting. So while it kind of made me go, ugh, I, then I was like, well, yeah. well, good for her. Yeah. Good for her. Good hustle. Great, great um, hustle. Good job. Good hustle. Emulate your peers. So- if someone is doing something that you want to do, it's hard because this is a fine line of comparison. Mm -hmm. And maybe not picking like one person necessarily, but I really like how this person shows up to the meetings. I really like how this person does their social media. Mm -hmm. I really like how this person, like you have really good models in yeah. front of you. You don't have to spend all this time reinventing the wheel. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of it, if you see someone that that is inspiring to you, maybe change your mindset of instead of feeling threatened by this person, I'm going to kind of use them as my example. Right. Um, focus on your strengths, learn from your mistakes, eliminate negative language. And the last one was ask questions. Oh, I love okay, that. Okay, I have a good example. <laughs> Let's hear one. it. We always say like, if you're wondering something and it's like eating you like, oh my gosh, are they mad mm -hmm. or this or that? Like just ask the question. Yeah, I had written down, be curious. Curiosity helps you grow. So yes. tell me this story. So you were actually with me last week. I had a client, oh. um, a sweet older lady who her house had been on the market for over a year okay. in this crazy market. I didn't hear where, the end of this where, story. No, so you now haven't I'm heard nervous. the end. I know. Okay. You just saw, the, I just the, saw the, fall, the fall apart. All right, so <laughs> let's see. So hear. her house had been on the market for over a year. The pictures were awful. Right. Awful. So she calls me. She gets referred to me by another agent. And I go interview and I tell her, like, I see so much room for improvement. I really feel right. confident that we could, like, get this make done changes. if you're willing to yeah. make the changes. Okay. So the house was brown. We painted it white. I told her what color. Mm -hmm. I got my painter over there. Mm -hmm. She calls me and she's like, I don't know. I don't know that it looks good. Can you come over? Like now. And I'm like, I cannot come today. Mm -hmm. I can come after four o'clock. No, I'm leaving at one. I said, well, I'm so sorry. Um, just leave the key. Because she's left the key for me before because she does not live in town. She had just come in town to do something. I said, just leave the key for me. I will go walk through and call you when I'm there. And then she just like stopped responding. <laughs> and she said, and then I said, listen, just let me know where the key will be. And then she said, forget about it. I'm not leaving the key. And so I immediately picked up the phone and I called her and she didn't answer. Mm -hmm. And I said, please call me back. Mm -hmm. She never did. 
ever, ever. So this was on a Friday. And right. I'm like, why isn't I have been in contact with this lady for so long. I've never really seen the side of her being this upset. Yeah. So then I was freaking out. And I'm like, so I texted her one more time. I said, do you mind sending me some photos? No response. So I texted my painter because now I'm panicking. Like, is it really bad? Does it look bad? Have I just painted her whole house the wrong color? You know? Right. So I texted my painter, asked him for photos. He sent them to me. It looked amazing. I looked at I it. Was it looked like, great. Oh my gosh, this is so much better. It looked great. So I texted her one more time and I said, Hey, I just want to let you know the painter sent me these photos. Yeah. And um, I think it looks so good. Right. I know it's a lot different than what it was. Right. But I would love to walk through. Let me know when you plan to come back in town. I would be happy to meet you. Okay. No response. Okay. Didn't hear from her Saturday. Okay. Didn't hear from her Sunday. Monday morning uh-huh. at 8.30 after I dropped the kids off, I sent her a text and okay. I said, hey, I have a very slow day today. I will be in my office all day. I would love to talk to you and and get a plan together. No response. So it's, it's starting to eat at me. I've never really had Fair. someone do this. She's ghosting you. She's totally ghosting me so now i'm like am i fired am i fired i i guess i'm fired like i don't know has she is she choosing right. someone else i know she interviewed another agent right i mean i i have been working with her for a month on getting her house ready once she told me she chose me yeah so i am just so finally i'm like you know what i'm just gonna ask her so i texted her and said should i consider myself fired that's what i asked what did she say and then my phone rang Then she called? Then she called. And she said, no. (laughs) She said, I just, I needed some time. She didn't sound like she had enough time. No. (laughs) She said, I was very upset that you could not meet with me that day. And I said, I'm so sorry. I said, the last Friday of the month is the craziest. I said, here we are, the first Monday of the month, and I have all the time in the world. I could not meet you on such short notice. Right. Um, and she said, I know. This has just been very stressful. I said, I understand. Let's t- And we ha- we talked for like 30 minutes on the phone, and okay. we are at a good place. And she got her friend to bring a key, and I walked through, and okay. I told her it looked amazing, as, and everything's going to be fine. were amazing. Right. And we're at a good place. But it took me – like I was – eating myself up inside, wondering, wondering. So sometimes we get a client when we're like, are they mad at me? Are they disappointed? Mm-hmm. Are just they ask. Just find a professional way to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't really think of anything better to say than- Am I fired? Should I consider myself <laughs> fired? That's so funny. And I thought, I really don't have anything to lose at this point. You thought you were fired. I thought I was fired. So, so I, But I just needed to know, because yeah. if you want me to leave you alone, I certainly right. will. I'm but not trying please to harass fire you. me so that I know I'm not your agent anymore. Because if you're my client, I'm going to call you. But so many times I think we wonder, like, did I do a good job? Like, if you went on a listing interview and you didn't get it, I always ask, is there anything I could have done better? Yes. Would you you mind giving me feedback? I would love to know. same thing. Or if you meet with a buyer and they end up using another agent to buy a house and you find out, like, Mm -hmm. is there something I could have done better next time? Yes. Right. But you have to have the confidence to ask. Right. That's hard. If there is something that is bothering you. I know. You just need to spit it out and, mm-hmm. and move past it. Because I the longer agree. it stays on the inside, I mean, I had like a weekend w- of wondering. I know. Which she, is too long. She really let you stew on that. I know. I just kept thinking like, is that, but then I kept thinking like, is that really what this is about? 
that's what I was about to say. Because you know what I say when I'm thinking about doing things and and my kids are involved and I'm like worried about getting dressed or, you mm-hmm. know, how I'm like, it's not about me. Right. It wasn't about you either. Mm-hmm. She was very emotionally attached to that house. She mm-hmm. literally didn't like it repainted. Right. She just didn't like it. She's it's not ar- what she picked. She's when already she built moved it. away, but she still feels like it's her house, mm-hmm. right? And so when she looked and also when you paint a house and it changes the way it looks, it does change that house in your mind. Yeah. So like she was probably having cuz I know you told me her, you know, husband had passed away. Mm-hmm. She was probably having some real serious emotions about right. this isn't my house anymore. Now I can't picture it. Like my memories are root. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like this is she, real. She was taking it to a, she doesn't even live there anymore. Right. But it was taking her to a place that made her very unhappy and it had nothing to do with you. Yeah, and I think just asking Anytime you're wondering if you, if a buyer has right. ghosted you, I get to the point where I'm like, hey, I know I've called and texted a few times. If you no longer need help, feel free to just let me know and I'd be happy to take you off my list. Right. I don't want to bother you. That's how you. I clean out my database. Yep. I send that text over and over and well, over. Because they're also wasting your time. Right. Like if you don't want to work with me, let's move on. Hand me a sticky note. Um. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I forgot my book today where I write my notes. Right, your book is way over there. <laughs> okay. Um, I The last little note I had about ways to build self-confidence from an entrepreneur.com article was don't always rely on your memory for accurate info. And mm. I took this in my mind at two places. What they meant was when you look back on a situation, you might look back on it and think, Oh, I did this wrong. This was a problem. This, and then focus on all the negatives. Whereas you don't look back on the situation and remember, okay, well, this is where my strengths were. This is what I did well. I also looked at it as literal info. Like, right. You cannot depend on yourself to know the exact accurate info. So this leads me into what can you do before an appointment so that you are more prepared? When you are more prepared, then you feel more confident because they will ask you questions and you will say, I know. Right. I know the answer. I know the age of the roof. Like if you're going on a showing and especially if it's only one house, read the property disclosure. Really? Same for open house. Yes. Uh, Know what the flood zone is. Find out what the taxes are. Like you can learn a lot of information about any house as any human. Like you Mm -hmm. don't even need to be an agent. Certainly don't have to be the listing agent. And you can have information so that you can answer those questions. And that's how you can feel confident. Um, I think if you have the right info and also if you know where to get the right info. Mm -hmm. So if someone says, uh, they ask you, just like when you had your open house story, and someone asks you the question, and then you're like, I don't know, but I'll find out. And then you're like, next time you know that. And then they ask a different one. You're like, I don't know, but yeah. I'll find out. By open house number four and five, I was solid. You were like, I There was nothing you could ask me that right? I didn't know. Because it's also not rocket science. People only ask a limited number of questions about houses, right? Mm-hmm. How old is the AC? How old is the roof? Do you know... Uh, the school, like whatever mm-hmm. it is, like there are a finite number of questions someone is going to ask you about a house. It's very rare for someone to ask me, especially this far into my career, a question I've never heard before. Do you know sure. what I mean? Like yeah. it's there are just so many things you can know about a house. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I do as far as preparation and that helps me feel confident and I have done since the beginning is I like to bring my folder, right? Yeah. My buyer folder or my seller folder, it has all kinds of valuable information for them. I'm holding it in my hand. So it's like handing you an item of value, right? Mm -hmm. I've walked up with my folder. 
you walk up with your computer, so you look pretty serious. Mm-hmm. I feel like I look like I know what I'm doing, right? Sure. I'm you have something this- in your hand. You're not fidgeting. What do I I'm do with my hands? I'm not with my phone. Y'all, you cannot rely on just walking into an appointment with no. your phone no. only. You're going to look like you're doing something else. Yes. They're not going to know what you're doing on your phone. So I walk in with the folder. Not only did I, it helps me. I have info. I'm giving it to them. Mm-hmm. Here you go. And it reminds me everything I need to say to them. Right. Here's all the information. It's right here. That is huge, huge for me. And that makes you feel so prepared. I also think for the newer agents out there, doing phone duty, doing open houses or asking other agents like, hey, if you get a voicemail from a sign call, I'd love to be the one to call them back if you don't want it. Because practicing on cold leads yeah. is so helpful. So helpful. Because the first couple calls are going to be so bad. You're going to be like, train wreck. you're going to be like, um, Yes. Are you working with an agent? (laughs) You're not going to even say that. Don't lie to yourself. (laughs) No, you probably will because you've been trained, but you're going to say it so stiffly Mm -hmm. and they're going to feel your discomfort. But by the sixth or seventh call, it just starts flowing. Even when we started this podcast. Right. Do you remember when we had to record our (laughs) intro introduction Uh to send to Apple? How nervous we were and how many times we did it. So many times. And we hardly even edit anything now. We just jump on and do it. And like I used to cringe. If you if you want to do videos for your business or be on social media, like the first couple times that I heard my voice, I felt so uncomfortable. Yeah. And now when I hear it, it I don't even flinch because right. I'm oh, just yeah. so used that's, to it. That's me. But that's the thing is it does take some practice. And if you can practice at open houses yeah. or with people that aren't like your friends at first, like it's okay if even your friends and family don't use you your first year. I had so many friends and family that did not use me my first year of real estate. Yeah. Because they thought I just wasn't ready. And looking back, I probably wasn't. It <laughs> right. was probably better it's okay. that I got some transactions under my belt with people that did not know me. And then it's like around year six and seven, the people that didn't use me were calling me to use me at that point. Mm-hmm. So because I proved myself. Yeah. So it, it does take time, but there are things you can do to expedite the process. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about making decisions. Okay. Because that's where a lot of times people feel a lack of confidence, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know about the right way. This is what Gary V says. Okay. He's like, let's say you're choosing between going to college or starting your business. This is just for an example. And then you're really worried. You don't know what to do and you're overthinking it. You're, you're never going to know the outcome if you had gone the other way because you made a decision, right? right? So let's say you started the business and the business failed and you're like, oh, no, this is terrible. This is what he would say. Well, maybe if you had gone to college and you attended some football game, you might have gotten hit by a drunk driver and died. <gasps> Do you follow what I'm saying? You literally have no idea what the other outcome would have been. Like you have to just trust, trust your decision. You're just make what, and that could be small decisions within like a work. Like you have to trust in your decision. And I think a lot of people get very caught up and and paralyzed with like, well, what's the right thing to do for my client? Do we lower the price? What do we? What price do we? All those mm-hmm. decisions. There's so many decisions you make as an agent, and your client is looking to you with big eyes <sighs> and wanting you to tell them what to do. And if I you know. can't be confident in making decisions within this business, you're not going to give your client any confidence. And the only way to be confident in decisions like that is to have data, mm-hmm. learn, like improve your skills, but but know that once you make it, you've made it. 
I do have a tip for that for when you are talking with sellers. Okay. I've been, we have a few new agents in our office, so I've been hearing mm-hmm. this a lot. That when they're talking to sellers, they tend to say, well, in my opinion, I think, and and then I think your house needs this. No. And I, it is never about what you think. Mm-mm. You need to start saying things like, according to the data of your subdivision, right. according to the numbers. Because even in this crazy market where prices are way higher than I feel comfortable with, <laughs> and I don't have data to support them, right. I'm having to tell my sellers, listen, Mr. Seller. I am not giving you what I think your house is worth. Right. I am using the same data that an appraiser is going to use based on these numbers. Right. It says that your exact floor plan just sold mm-hmm. for this. Right. So I cannot promise you any any more than that. And I also, it is my job to prepare you that if you want to start 30000 higher than that number, we may get it. But will it appraise? I do not know. Right. I am only here to present the facts. Never do I say, I think your house needs to be painted. I say, the market tends to reject the, the houses that are very yes, dark. the market says. The market says. Not Alyssa Jenkins, yes. the market. Not Alyssa Jenkins, the data. Right. Like right. putting it off You're of a vessel. You. Yes. I'm just here to give you the truth. There you go. Can you handle the truth? Because gl- that's why I'm here. I'm a glorified message sender. Like I just Yeah. This is it. This is what the market said. I say stuff like that too. I also say, um, the market will tell us if you've overpriced your home. Nobody comes. Right. It's overpriced. It's not me not doing right. a good job right. with the marketing. It's that the price yeah. or the photos or something about your uh-huh. house that you didn't do is not Right. It's not right. It's not right. Um, okay. So I think you can develop making those types of decisions into a skill. Yes. Just have to practice. It does. Just it, like I think confidence is all about that practice. One of our new agents just said, I cannot watch any more webinars or videos. Like I'm burnt out of classes and training. Yeah. Like I just feel like I need to start doing. Do yeah. I'm like, you do. You have yeah. to just say, I'm going to hold this house open. I'm going to yeah. start finding a way to talk do to it. people. Or if you still don't feel comfortable and confident in getting out there and doing it, then it's time to start shadowing someone. Like mm-hmm. see another human do it right. in person where they could like pass you the ball. Mm-hmm. You take them through the house. You know what I mean? Like yes. if you're really that um, having that much self-doubt and still like maybe you want to quit before you even start. Right. Do you know what I mean? Then shadow someone. Mm-hmm. Go to the open house, see them do it. You'll realize it's not that scary. Mm-hmm. But watching a webinar, yeah, it still feels kind of abstract. Right. right? You get some good notes and, and training is good, but at some point you have to start taking action. You just got to do it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I have another thing I want to say about confidence and especially if you're – newer or or younger youthful um you know i remember reading all this stuff when i was in my 20s and then my 30s and now i'm in my 40s it's true with time and age you just literally don't care anymore Mm. like you just you're like and i've always been a relatively confident adult even when i was in my 20s but at some point you're just like it's okay now I've now I've lived through so much and so many times people have rejected me and so yes. many times you know I've gotten criticism you or get tougher you're just like okay I didn't die like right. I'm still here yeah so I just like you will if you're young and like you're just it's going to get better yeah over time just learn mm-hmm. the more you know then the more comfortable you will feel but I just think it's so funny because I used to read those things and be like that's so stupid. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, it's actually true. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so true. Oh, it's so you're like, I don't care, whatever. I know I've shared this story before, but 
when I one time had a deal that just totally went south and fell through. Okay. It was in like year three or four. Buyer or seller. It was a seller. And so I had to like continue working with this seller who was very angry about the whole situation. <laughs> anyway, I came home and Tanner's like, what's the matter with you? And I just told him, I'm like, this is what happened. And right. he goes, you're not crying. Oh, you and I went, oh, I'm getting stronger. I can do this. <laughs> yeah. I like, can do it this. Took all, like in the beginning, the littlest thing was just so devastating. Oh, it just derails And here's everything. the thing. I took everything so mm-hmm. personal. Yep. They didn't use me because they don't like me. No, they didn't use me because I was new and I didn't tell them that when you go to a DSLD model home, tell them you have a realtor right. and they went by themselves and they didn't because I didn't coach my clients I and I it. lost them. Yeah. And I was devastated. It's not about you. Right. Now, if the same thing happened, I would be like, did I tell them the rules? Right. Did I go Where over the process? You hold, held yourself accountable. Right. Yeah. Instead of just being mm-hmm. like, they don't like It's me. their fault. Yeah. I know. It's hard and it's a struggle, but it will get better over time. Like if your friends don't use you, just like you said earlier, if your friends don't use you in the beginning, yeah. as they see you get better, they will come back around. So you can't, and if you burned a bridge with a friend in the beginning of your career because they didn't use you, Ugh. that is the worst mistake you could make. I almost did that once. It's the worst mistake I you could make. I got so upset. You're like, how could you do this to me, mom? <laughs> <laughs> I was, and I will say, that 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 same person called me years years later mm-hmm. to sell the home that they had bought without me after I had shown them homes and then they used somebody else. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And they it's were fine. like, <laughs> fine. Mm-hmm. and they asked, and I said, listen, I have to be honest with you, and I don't mean to like bring up old stuff, but when I was new, um, I was I was so new then, yeah, and it was a big deal to me, and I am a little embarrassed. <gasps> oh, YouTube is gone. That's all right. Okay. They'll just Sorry, get, YouTube. I know. Well, that's <laughs> we've talked for too long. <laughs> but I, I told her, I said, I appreciate you reaching out yeah. to me, but I don't want you to do it because you feel like you have to. Right. I know that I was really upset when I was brand new. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry if, you know, I was maybe overreacted or you I made just, it uncomfortable. I made it uncomfortable right. for you. I would be honored to represent you now. I am at a different place in my business. I have learned so much and I've come a long way. And I just hope that you aren't doing it because you feel like we won't like be you have to. Like you have to. Right. And she was like, I really appreciate you like saying that and uh-huh. clearing the air because I have always felt bad about how we treated you during that time. Mm-hmm. And we would love nothing more for you than to sell this house. I love and, it. And like work with you. What and a, so. What a great way I'm to handle like, that. And I'm like, God, for eight years, I have felt self-conscious around this friend because. Because they lived in the house for eight years. They didn't need, that situation. You didn't, and you didn't need to talk about it until eight years we later. We didn't get to really hash it out. You sh- but it was probably better that it took that long. Yeah, it was a. It was a sad eight years, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. But it felt so good to just clear the air. You're right. But I'm telling you that. That is one thing I would have ch- would, would have changed, changed if I could have. Yeah. Is that in that moment, I, wa- I was so new and I just knew that they were like my only for sure client. And then they didn't use And then you. they didn't. And I was like, <gasps> I, it just took my breath away. Yeah, and no. I didn't, han- I should have handled my thoughts in private and yeah. just dealt with it. Instead, mm-hmm. I did say, th- I mean, I wasn't like out the box, but I let them know I was hurt. Yeah. I was just like, I thought that we were going to work together right. and, you know, yeah. and it's okay to defend yourself, but ask yourself, is it worth the friendship or burning the bridge? It's in not. the beginning, there's a lot of disappointment. 
Yeah. It, there is a lot of disappointment in the beginning. You just have to like get through it. Yeah. Are you ready for a toast? Sure. Are you feel are you feeling confident? Do you need to make yourself big? I think this was good. Okay, take a deep breath and make yourself big. YouTube cannot say stretching. You got this. I know. Sorry, YouTube. <laughs> okay. Um, so this toast comes to us from Crystal Mendiola in NOLA. Oh, in New Orleans, Orleans Louisiana. Yep, that's right. Uh, she says, I would love to request a shout out. I have a group of friends. We are newer agents. Oh, yay. Perfect. We call ourselves boss ladies. Oh, well, they're not lacking confidence. Not at all. Desiree McSwain, Chantel Ledoux, Nina Scriber, and Brennan Schomburg. We love your podcast and even signed up for agent systems and the email templates. Yay. Thank you so much. They're so helpful. Um, she says, I love my boss ladies. We help push each other up because you know the start could be so discouraging. This is the perfect. perfect toast. I know, right? Perfect. Also, go to each other for help or to vent. I just appreciate having good friends in the industry. Um, oh, and then she says, if this is too many people to shout out, I totally understand. <laughs> we <laughs> nope. will shout them all. We got them all. Desiree, Chantel, Nina, Brennan, and thank you to Crystal for toasting them. Cheers to y'all. That's Confident amazing. boss ladies. Boss ladies. Perfect. Okay, goodbye. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.